What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Platform. Today, I have my friend Joe on with me. Hey, what's up, Joe? Hey, how you doing, Alexa? I'm happy to be on. <laughs> uh, so tell us what we're talking about today. Okay, so um, I saw you posted on your Instagram that you were doing this podcast and like you were reaching out to people to talk about pretty much whatever they wanted. I thought it was a cool idea. And so something that's really important to me is addiction and recovery and basically like, you know, society's perception on it and my own personal experience on it so you know i reached out to you and uh now we're here and you know my first thought was like hey it'd be cool to talk about this like it'd be cool to be able to have people hear like my story and like right behind that thought came the other thought was like oh nobody gives it i can curse right absolutely (laughs) nobody gives a shit what you have to say about this like um like your story isn't important you're a nobody and like that's like a really for me at least a big part of like kind of like what led to my addiction and um, my experience with it. It's like a lot of self-doubting, but, you know, I've learned um, to kind of like push through that and, you know, like I'm going to get something out of this conversation we're going to have today, whether anybody else does. Not that it's not important to me, but, um, you know, I'm basically doing it for myself. So I'm I'm like excited to talk about, um, you know, my experiences uh, in life and with my like, you know, my journey through addiction and uh, like I said, I hope somebody gets something out of it. So Definitely. I think so. I'm glad you're here today, and I'm glad that you're going to be talking about it because um, you're right. I mean, there's I don't think there's enough conversation about it, and I think a lot of people feel the same way you do where it's like, oh, well, nobody cares about my story, but I think that's there's beauty in that of that you aren't like, you know, somebody who has a huge platform. It's real. It's mm-hmm. raw. It's not like, you know, romanticized like yeah. a lot of people do if they have a bigger platform. You know, it's... It's, that's, I think that's what makes it most important. So I'm glad that you're sharing it today. Thanks. Yeah, Absolutely. and, you know, um, you really only hear about it um, when it's, like, some like a celebrity. Right. Like, a celebrity overdoses or a celebrity gets clean or, you know, we kind of like the spectacle of someone who's got something we don't, whether it's, like, fame or money or whatever, like, crashing and burning. Yeah. But we also kind of like a redemption story, too. So, um, yeah, it's, like, it's cool to be able to talk about as, like, a regular guy. Um, and, you know, like a disclaimer I definitely want to put out there is anything that, like I say um, over this conversation, like I'm not telling, I don't want to tell anybody like this is a fact about addiction or this is what you need to do if you're struggling or if somebody you know is struggling. Like, the only thing I can talk about is my own personal experience um, with it, like what helped me to like begin the process to like overcome it and like maintain that process. Um and so, like, I'm not telling anybody that they are an addict, that they're, you know, that they can't do drugs, that you can't smoke weed, that you can't drink, uh, anything like that. I'm just telling you, like, my personal experience is, like, the decisions I made led me to a point where I can't do that stuff. Um, and, you know, like, I've been able to build a life, like, that I'm really happy with today without all that stuff in it. And so, like, um, you know, if you do stumble upon this podcast, if you do listen to it, um, and you are struggling with addiction, hopefully, like, something I say can, you know, maybe point you in the right direction, and then I had mentioned to Alexa, like, you know, I'll, like, hopefully she, when she does post this ep- episode, she could put my, my Instagram or maybe my email in there or something, and if, like, somebody wants to reach out to me on a personal level, like, uh, I'd be more than happy to, like, offer some guidance if I can, because it's definitely not something that's easy to talk about, um, but it's important, and, you know, I think it's definitely touched almost everybody's life in some way. Absolutely. Um, so... Yeah, so, like, you know, whenever you want. Like, I can just get started. And, yeah, go ahead. Tell us. Um, tell us I'll tell this. you, like, a little bit about myself, yeah. I guess. Um, so, I guess, like, I'll just start, like, when I was young. And I won't make this, like, a long-witted thing because, like, I'm not unique. That's another thing I learned, um, <laughs> like, in addiction and recovery. Is, like, I'm not unique, really. Like, there's always somebody 
who's done the same thing I've done, um, who's struggled with the same things, who's like found success in the same things. And that's like comforting for me um, because like growing up, I always thought I was like unique in a way. Like I always thought the things I struggled with, nobody else struggled with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know how to talk to people, my parents or like my friends about like the stuff that was going on in my head. And like for me, my addiction like really kind of begins with fantasy and um, it kind of like sounds weird, but like I always like as a little kid, five, six, seven years old, like I found like I was always seeking out escapism in some way. And, like the first way that like I found relief from like, you know, the like racing thoughts that I was dealing with or like um, the stuff that I was dealing with as a child um, was like in fantasy, whether it was like a comic book or a video game or a movie or like, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like, you know, nerdy stuff like that, like um, allowed me to like kind of be transported to a world that wasn't my own where like I didn't have to think about like my day to day struggles. And like, you know, even when I was young, I struggled a lot with like um, obsessive and compulsive thoughts. And um, I was never like diagnosed as like OCD, but like looking back, like it's something I struggled with. And um, like it was really kept me preoccupied um, for a lot of like a lot of my days and like I would like obsess about like numbers and patterns and like weird things and um, like the escape I found from that was in like um, like playing a video game or watching like a movie and um, like that only works for so long you right. know when you grow up and like uh, like you know you begin to like interact with people and, and see like the bad sides of like this world and like you know whether it's like your parents are going through something or your family struggling and like just more and more kind of piles up on your plate like Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't work as well as it used to or like mm-hmm. um, you know X-Men comics doesn't work as well as it used to and like I began to seek other things um, you know to kind of like get that same sense of escapism you know and a lot of people like you know talk about when they first try like a drug um, like they're always kind of chasing that high uh, and like you're never really able to catch it and it was kind of like the same thing I was always trying to chase like that comfort of not having to be like present with my own problems and um I never was really able to get there. Um, and it began like a, like a lifelong process of like ups and downs. And um, like I, I moved on like, um, you know, from like, like I said, like that fantasy escapism to like whatever it may be. Like, you know, as I got older and like I, I grew interested in girls, it was like I would try to find validation from women or, uh, you know, you know, whether it may be food, like overeating, exercise. Like there's been a lot of different things throughout like my life that, I tried to use as a way to cope with it, and the one that I found really worked for a little while eventually was drugs. And um, you know, like uh, I think for me it was like I started like a lot of you know people like you know you drink like I don't know I was maybe like thirteen or fourteen like you steal your friends' dad's beers and you get drunk and yeah. um, you know like I really didn't like it at first, but like I liked the fact that it it made me feel like. I wasn't there. Like, I didn't like the fact that, like, I was out of control and that, like, I ended up throwing up and, like, felt like shit for two days. But I liked that, that, like, two or three hour window where it's, like, cool and you don't have to, like, feel any feelings and you don't have to, like, deal with, like, the present and you you get that escapism. And, like, from 14, 15, you know, like, uh, it slowly progressed as, like, as addiction does for many people. uh, And just got worse and worse. And it moved on to, like, you know, smoking weed with my friends and, like, then I had to smoke weed every day, and, like, I didn't want to go anywhere if I wasn't high, um, and, like, I'd rather spend my money and my time, like, getting high by myself than interacting with other people, 
And like I didn't have like a hard childhood really in, a, in in many senses. Like I was always provided for. I had both parents in my life. I don't come from a family of like addicts or alcoholics. Um, you know, like I never really wanted for anything. I lived like pretty like standard middle class American life. Um, so like I, it wasn't like I could point to something. You know, looking back now and saying like, oh, this is why. Yeah. Like I became totally burnt out, junky, like. You know, um, it was just, I wasn't able to deal with, like, feelings and stuff like that. Um, and, like, fast-forwarding, like, it took me to, like, some really, really, like, low, low places in my life. Like, eventually I progressed on, like, harder drugs and, you know, I started, like, dabbling, like, on the weekends. You do, like, coke or ecstasy at a party. And, like, it, it brought me to the point, um, you know, like, four or five years ago where I was, like, helplessly addicted to heroin like shooting up multiple times a day spending every penny I had I was unemployable um, I had no relationships with my family I had no friends like the only human interaction I ever had really was with like drug dealers and the police occasionally um, like I had been to like psychiatric institutions um, because like you know I was like literally losing my mind um, rehabs detoxes county jail um like homeless uh, in like a city I had no business being in and um, like my life was really terrible and like um, you know, like I thought about suicide every day thought about hurting myself every day but I don't know what like ever stopped me from like really really going there um, maybe like cowardice um, you know maybe like some shred of like morals and like character I had and not wanting to like hurt my family and other people more than I already had but, um, you know, drugs certainly brought me to a place where, like, I had no other reason for living. Like, that was it. Like, to wake up, feel normal for a little while, and, like, just scheme um, to, like, be able to do that again the next day. And, like, you know, I, I did so many things that, like, I wouldn't say they haunt me to this day because I've made peace with a lot of it. Um, and, like, I've made amends for a lot of it. I'm in the process of, like, continuing to make amends for a lot of it. But I did so many things that... I never thought I could do like whether it was like stealing like every penny from my parents my family my sister um you know like committing violent acts to to like get one more and um you know like just I was like I felt subhuman you know and looking back I know like I still had some humanity in me but um you know it was like it took me to a dark place and um you know like, I don't want to like ramble on too long without like no, you know, that's um, okay. But, like, I got to a point where, like, like, I said, I had been, like, in and out of so many institutions. Like, I started to become institutionalized. And, like, it didn't have any effect on me. It was, like, a cycle of, like, all right, you get high for a month. And, like, then you just get to the point where, like, you can't go anymore. And then you go to, like, you know, you go to, like, detox for a week. And you get a couple meals in you, a shower, like, some sleep. And, like, you feel like maybe this time, maybe I could do it again. Like, you feel like there's that chance, like, I can, I can shoot heroin successfully. I don't really know too many people who can do that, you know? Um, but, like, it tricks you, like, whatever. I don't know if, like, addiction's a disease or not. It's, like, a whole other topic, um, you know? It's, like, a semantics thing, really. But, like, it's something in your head that tells you, like, you can do that. Like, you can you could get high successfully this time. And, like, it took me so many failures realizing that I can't to, like, the point where, like, eventually, like, I went to another facility and it was probably, like, my 30th detox and rehab and, like... Um, I don't know what happened. Like, I can't point to a moment that made that time different. But, like, I, something was different. Um, and, you know, like, I've been able to, to get clean and stay clean for now, like, 
three and a half years. And um, congratulations, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And um, you know, I didn't think I could do it, and like it's still like an everyday thing, like an ongoing process. But um, you know, I was really, really bad. I was in a really bad spot in my life and like I've been able to like turn my life into something pretty awesome and um you know we could definitely get into some of the ways that like I did that it wasn't like go to detox uh and like come out and like oh I'm good now I'm cured like I don't want to get high like it's taken a lot of work absolutely and like a lot of like things um a lot of people who have helped me um a lot of like work on myself aside from like just not getting high like working on ways to like change myself into a better person um and like i said like it's an ongoing thing but um you know i know i'm not too far away from like going back you know like a few bad decisions and like i'm back homeless like i'm back shooting dope i'm back in jail i'm back stealing and hurting everybody in my life and um you know that's why like i'm proactive and like i try to try to do a lot um to like just maintain what i have and like you know i've i've been able to find some acceptance with like those feelings and thoughts and like, um, like, you know, like obsessions and compulsions that like made me want to escape them in the first place. Um, and that's not to say like I don't struggle with it and like I don't fail sometimes in, in dealing with that stuff. Like that's just human nature. But um, by like truly like looking at myself and like working with for me like other addicts and other people in recovery, I've been able to like really look at like the root personality traits like. And, like, I'm not going to promote, like, any um, 12-step programs, even though, like, that's what's worked for me. But, like, you know, they, they call it, like, a character defect. Okay. Um, and, like, uh, it and sounds... what exactly is that? I guess, like, I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing I do like about, like, like 12-step programs and stuff like that is, like, they let you kind of figure it out on your own. They give you, like, a, like a guideline, but there's no, like, hard and fast. Like, this is what this is, and this is what you need to do about it. Like, for me, like... Um, like sponsorship like I don't know if any of your listeners might know what that is but like in recovery um you know in like the type of recovery I participate in like you find somebody who they say like has what you want you know and that's not in terms of like material stuff like you don't pick somebody who has like a car you want you pick somebody who has like something inside them you want like whether it's serenity peace of mind uh you know a relationship with their family or whatever it is and like you ask that person to help you and so, like, that's what I did. Like, I found, like, in my life, uh, you know, I chose a man who was older, who had, like, a, a strong relationship with his wife and his kids and had, like, a calmness about him and, like, an acceptance that, like, no matter what's going to happen, he was going to be all right. And I was like, damn, that's always what I've kind of been looking for, like, acceptance with, like, my feelings and what's going on um, inside my head. And, like, you know, I asked him, I was like, you know, like, will you help me, um, you know, like, in this in this. Thing that I'm doing like trying to stay clean but more so like trying to be a good person mm-hmm. and like you know he was more than willing to help me and like we, yeah and like and I feel like he did it I can't speak for him but like why like I do things to try to help people who are like newer and struggling is because somebody did it for me mm-hmm. and for me like I feel like it would be wrong if I if like I took so much from this person who helped me and like I'm not willing to like give it back to the next person who comes mm-hmm. um that's just kind of like how it works. It's like one addict helping another. And mm-hmm. um, like for me, that's what I found works. Um, and that's not the only way. Like, you know, some people find um, recovery through religion. Some people find it through medication. Some mm-hmm. people find it through music or exercise. Well, right. There's like a ton of things that work. But like this, 
is kind of what's worked for me. Like mm-hmm. this is, and this is the, an approach that's worked for a lot of people, and right. like will continue to work for a lot of people. So like you asked like what a character defect is. Like for me, like the way I looked at it was just like fundamental things that keep me from being the person I, I want to be. You know, whether it's like, um, you know, I have a, have a lot of them, um, and like I work on them. Like, for me, like, one of them is, like, I have a hard time opening up with people, you know? Like, I have a hard time being, like, honest about my feelings. And um, it's, like, a, you know, a lot of people have that as, like, a mechanism to protect themselves from mm-hmm. getting hurt. And, like, I always had a really hard time dealing with, like, shame mm-hmm. and, like, embarrassment. Like, I never, like, I don't know, like, if you went to, like, dances or whatever when you're, like, sixth, seventh grade, they had, like, those middle school dances. Like, I yeah. was on the kid who, like, who would go because, like, I convinced myself this one will be different and, like... I'll talk to the girl I want to dance with and, like, I'll have fun and, like, I would just stand there in fear that, like, someone would see me, like, trying to, like, dance and judge me and think, like, mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, I'm a jackass and... Yeah. When in reality, like, nobody really cares that much right. about me, you know? Like, like, and still to this day, like, I'll go to, like, a concert with, like, a couple thousand people there and I'll just kind of be, like, singing along, like, having a good time and I'm, like... It would catch, like, a... You know, like an exchange in a glance with somebody, I'm like, oh, everybody's watching me. Yeah. And no one's watching me. But like, I always like dealt with that, and so right. that's always been like a character defect that I've had, like that fear of like putting myself out there right. in front of other people. And that's why I like um, it's kind of like why like I wanted to do this too because like I have to get outside my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. so like stuff like that, like we look down like at the 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 root causes of like what made me not okay with myself. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, we sat down and spent hours, like, you know, over the course of a couple years, like, uh, you know, and I didn't pay him for his time. Like, I didn't have to, like, bring him dinner. I didn't have to, like, do anything. He did it because, like, he wanted to help me with this stuff. And, like, we sat down and spent a long time, like, talking about it. And, like, he became vulnerable with me and told him, told me stuff like, uh, you know, like, really personal stuff that, like, he struggled with. And, like, I was able to, like, slowly do the same. And, like, you know, like, we worked on that stuff together. Um, That's great. Yeah, and so, like, that's really, like, how, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's just my experience, like, it is just my experience, and, like, I don't know, like, if someone's listening, like, they're, like, fucked up over, like, you know, getting high, maybe they're not, like, shooting dope every day, but maybe, like, they're at that point Some where, Some type like, of escape in general. Yeah, it's maybe, like... possible, absolutely. They just have to, like, drink, like, when they go out with their friends on the weekend, and, yeah. like, I'm not saying, like, that makes you an alcoholic, because that doesn't make you an alcoholic, but, like, for me, like, if... It's more about feelings mm-hmm. than actions. Like, if you feel like um, you're an addict, you're an alcoholic, whatever it is, like, then you are. Like, if it's a self-diagnosed thing. Um, but, like, if you feel that way and, like, feel like just never comfortable in your own skin and, like, you're seeking escapism and this and, like, and that, and then, like, you know, maybe, like, you might need some help with it. And, like, for me, like, this is the type of help that worked. So, um, like I say, it's, like, an ongoing thing. Like, I know if I don't, like... Most of my friends are, like, in recovery. Um, like, I moved up to this area in Jersey, like, um, when I got clean. And so, like, I kind of left a lot of, like, the other stuff behind me, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I didn't come from, like, a group of, like, addict friends. Like, but, like, I just kind of needed to, to get, like, a fresh start. And so, like, mm-hmm. I met a lot of people. That's fair enough, absolutely. Yeah, in recovery. And, like, um, like, I always have a network of people who are, like, willing to, like, listen and, and help me. And, like, for me, like, if I can make any suggestion to somebody who's, like, new in like starting like a kind of a new way of life um like whether like you've just recently gotten clean or like you know maybe like you got out of like a rehab and like you're thinking about like what am I gonna do is this like the right 
is this like the right path for me? Because like you know, in the beginning, it's really hard. Of course. You're like when I got out of you know rehab, it was like you know I don't even know what how many like I said it was like at least like the twentieth, thirtieth facility I've been in, mm-hmm. and you know um, when I got out, I wasn't sure. I wasn't like, it wasn't like an epiphany. Like it was mm-hmm. like a slow burn as to like oh this is the lifestyle I want to lead. Like mm-hmm. I had nothing. Like, I didn't even have a pair of glasses. Like and I can't see anything. Like I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm lost without my glasses. Like, I had no glasses. I had, like, maybe a couple pairs of clothes, like, my dad had brought to me. Like, he went to, like, Target and got me some stuff, like, while I was in rehab. Like, I was I was beat up. Like, um, I had no money, no bank account, no like, no driver's license, no car, um, no place to live. Like, and, like, people helped me um, early on a lot. Like, my family, like, and they had no reason to. Like, I'd burned them a hundred times. Like, they, I guess they were willing to take another chance on me. And, um, you know, people helped me along the way. But, like, I struggled for a really long time. And, like, it made me question, like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And, like, looking back, I realized, like, yeah, certainly it definitely was worth it. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I guess I was saying, like, the best thing you can do or the best thing that I did was surround myself with, like, positive people. And that doesn't just, like, apply. Like, I'm sure you know, like... Like, you're doing, like, this creative thing. And, like, I know, like, you have other interests that are, like, creative. Like, if you surround yourself with people who are, like, well, why are you doing that podcast? Mm-hmm. No one's going to listen to it. Absolutely, Nobody yeah. gives a shit what Alexa thinks about whether it's addiction or, like, hip-hop or, you know, whatever it is. Like, right. whatever the particular, like, no one cares what you think about it. Like, those aren't, for me, the people that I want in my life. Yeah, definitely not. Like, I want people who are going to support me. Like, even if they think deep down, like, yeah, you're going to fail. This is stupid. Like, they're going to support me. And, like that's the best thing that I could suggest to anybody like right. who's new it's like go find like a group of people and for me it's helpful like other people in recovery but it doesn't have to be who are going to support you like who aren't going to like co-sign your bullshit right who are gonna, like willing to call you out like so many times over the first like year you know like a year and a half I was clean like I'd be like well I'm clean now uh, you know I don't have a job I don't have anything but like I have $200 so I'm going to spend that $200 and get a tattoo like that's just an example yeah. and I'd be like that's kind of an asshole thing to do. Maybe mm-hmm. you should, you know, buy some groceries or like, you know, use that money to like get on the bus and like find a job. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, damn, you're right. Because like, just because like, you know, you get clean, you still right. seek that instant gratification. Right. Yeah. And that's not even just addicts. Like everybody uh, loves instant gratification. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like everybody. Absolutely. Like, that's why like you know like you're driving home like from work or whatever and like you have. I don't know, like a grilled chicken salad at home, but like you pass Taco Bell, and you're like, fuck it, let me eat the Taco Bell. Right. And then you feel like an asshole after you eat the Taco Bell, yeah. but like, <laughs> it's hard to find that filter of like, this is not the decision I need to make. And like I right. said, that's not like the same as like, I'm driving past the city I used to get high in and saying like, oh, maybe I'll just stop and get five bags of dope. You know, like, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, and other yeah. things in my life have become problems. Mm-hmm. And not just because drugs are, you know, like, uh, like, other things are waiting to step up and replace that in your life right, as absolutely. a problem. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like big part for me is like learning to have like that, like 10 second, like buffering, you know, like on YouTube, yeah. like that video is loading where like you could take a step back from like whatever bad decision I'm going to make and say like, is this really something I need to do? Yeah. And, um, like I said, I still fail a lot of times. Like, a lot of times I still, like, I right, fuck it. I know it's a bad decision. I know I'm going to feel like shit. I'm still going to get whatever, like, the cheesy gordita or whatever it is. Like, you know, like. <laughs> and you're human. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I can't hold myself to, like, this high standard. And I can't beat myself up for making mistakes. But, like, for me, there's just certain mistakes, like, I can't make. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, if I'm one day driving home and I'm like, you know what, I'll just, where would I, you know, I'm not going to stop. It's not going to just start, like, with me. I'm going to stop and just shoot dope today. Like, yeah. I, but, like, if I'm driving home and I'm like, oh, you know, like, that's a cool bar. Like, maybe I'll stop and, like, have a, have a beer. And, like, that day, I'm probably, my life's probably not going to fall apart. But, like, knowing myself, mm-hmm. like, a month down the line. There, yeah. No, no, no. Like, I can't. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, like, I'm never going to be the guy who's, like, going to go out to dinner like with my girlfriend or with my friends and like have two beers and go mm-hmm. home and call it a night like that's never going to be me mm-hmm. so I don't even like entertain that thought you know right. what I mean and it's funny because like early on like I couldn't even be around that type of thing yeah. um, and like as I've gained some like experience and clarity in life like I can be around it not that like I, I put myself in those situations but like my girlfriend like She's not an addict, never was an addict, like a very normal person, like, um, like can go and like have like a glass of wine if you go to a restaurant and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so like I can be around that, but like the, what, I, what I've done is like I let people know up front in my life, like, listen, I don't drink, I don't do this, I don't do that, like I need you to know that and if like you got to be cool with that. And she's like very supportive of That's me in that. Like she's like, she encourages me to like do whatever I need to do to like continue what I'm doing mm-hmm. and um, you know like she at first was like really hesitant like oh I won't you know like I won't have a glass of wine if we go out to dinner and I'm like eventually I come like no it's alright you yeah. know like you having a glass of wine isn't gonna like send me off the edge like spiraling mm-hmm. out of control but yeah. like for me it was like it was important to get people in my life who understand you know and like something I like when we talked about doing this I was like well you're like what are some things you want to touch on and like that kind of like segues into like like a support network outside of people who are addicts like family and like mm-hmm. the community and stuff like that like people a lot of, it's near, it's not like instinctive to understand what drives somebody to like smoke crack yeah. you know what I mean like right. most people like and at work like at my job and that's one place where I do kind of keep like myself anonymous in terms like because you know like work's a whole different thing um, like at my job and there's a negative stigma yeah. with it too and, like, people def- aren't you know accepting enough of it and I definitely want to talk about that too and like I work in like a blue collar field and like um, like the, I work with almost entirely men and they're mm-hmm. like guys who like to go out like you know after a shift and have a few beers and stuff and um, there would definitely be some judgment and understandably if I was like oh yeah I used to smoke crack and shoot dope and like be homeless yeah they'd be like what the fuck well we don't want to work with you yeah. and like I don't judge them for thinking that because like I said, it's not instinctive to be understanding of someone right. who makes those choices. Because, like, society does have that point of view of, like, an addict to somebody, like, who lives under a bridge and, like, yeah. is dirty and does this and, like, you know, robs grandmas. and yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I have to be selective about who I am able to talk to about that stuff. Right. But, like, people in my personal life, people I invite into my life who, like, know me on a more intimate level, like, I have to be upfront about it. Yeah. And, um, Which is fair, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, you know, it's like anything else. Like, if you're a diabetic or something and, like, you're going to, like, Hershey Park, you should probably be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm a diabetic. I can't eat 55 Reese's yeah. cups today, you know? And, like, I kind of treat it that same way. Like, yeah. it's a matter of, like, you know, mental and, like, physical health for me, you know? Like, I was, like, near death. Like, when I got clean, I was, wow. like... You know, I'm not, like, a huge guy, but like, I was, like, 130 pounds, you know, like, I was, like, probably 60 pounds lighter than, like, like a, you know, I have, like, a MRSA in my legs from, like, um, you know, just living that lifestyle. Yeah. I had, like, uh, and thank God, like, I was able to escape without, like, any real right. 
like lasting consequences mm-hmm. health wise like I had some shred of logic still in me is like alright these are certain things you just don't do right you know what I mean um, so like I, you know thankfully like I'm I'm fine like I don't have any any lasting like physical like effects from it like I have like you know traumas and stuff that I have to deal with but like you know I have ways of dealing with that like and some people right. aren't so lucky you know right. some people like make some poor decisions and then like they have something like that it's like really debilitating for like their whole life but um yeah so like you know like family and stuff I was like I don't know like I'm sure you have people in your life who like have been affected by this type of thing absolutely, right absolutely like and like it's hard it's like I don't know what your perspective like you want to help but like a lot of times you don't know what to do you know yeah definitely I know I've I've been in that in that situation quite a few times. I even had a really close friend of mine who struggled, and you know, I would draw a line at driving her to where I know that she would pick up from. Yeah. But if she needed a ride somewhere where I knew that she would be safe, there was no way that I could say no to her. If she needed somewhere to stay, I mean, I would always want her to stay with me, where I know that I was that person that she would yeah. be able to have a meal, be safe, not be with you know her abusive husband at the time, or you know whatever it was. And it was just like but I want you to also be better than that too. I want to be, but it was like, I didn't know what else to do at that point because there were times like, you know, it was up and down, up and down where it was, she would do really good and then I would go back to it again. And then, you know, it was, I, I didn't know what else to do. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know where else I could go from there. So yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's hard it's to hard, see yeah. somebody like you care about, like basically like slowly committing suicide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, like, there's a fine line between, like, you know, caring about somebody and wanting to do those things, which are great things. Like, that says something about your character that, like, you're willing to help somebody who you care about who's struggling. But, like, there's a fine line between that and then enabling someone Absolutely. to, like, continue to do the things that they're doing. And, like, right. you know, I still have a lot of guilt with, like, my family over that. Like, um, cause, you know, my, my parents, like, first off, like, they never would have expected me in a million years. And, like, I can only say this because my mom has said this to me directly, like, to end up in that situation. Like I said, like, I was, like, a good student growing up. Like, I had my issues, and, like, I, they knew, like, I struggled with certain things, but they just never thought it would bring me there. Right. And so it took them so long to, like, kind of catch up to the fact, like, about how bad it was. And then, even then, it took, like, longer for them to realize, like, we can't even talk to this person. Yeah. You know, like, when I got clean, like, my counselor had to, like, send them a letter and, like, because, like, they wouldn't answer my call. They wouldn't answer... That's calls crazy, from like yeah, yeah like that just send them a letter like hey he's been in here for like a month he's doing good like we're trying to get him into like this halfway house but we need some help and like thankfully like they reached out and like were willing to help me but like they treated me with kid gloves for a long time yeah and like understandably so because you know it's like it's a hard line to like to walk it's like I want to help this person but like I'm just enabling them to like to do this to themselves right you right know? you're right and um, you know for me like if I would like to say if the roles were reversed, I would I would have the ability to like cut somebody off. But like it's easier said than done. It's like I'm not going to talk to my son anymore. You yeah. Know? And so I'm sure there's like you know parents, as well as like your brother, your friend, who are like I don't know what to do. Like this is my brother. Like I can't right. not help him. But like in my experience, like that's the only thing you can do. Yeah. It's like you got to let that person fail on their fail like fall flat on their face. Yeah. And realize like I can't do this like because. Right. If someone's helping you, like, even a little bit, like, addicts, or at least I, like, I could stretch, like, an inch into a mile. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, oh, you can stay with me for one night just to get, like, some sleep, and then I'm there for three months, you yeah. know? So, like, that, that's a really hard thing. But, like, 
I have a lot, you know, I never really felt empathy for people until I got clean. Um, it was like something I always struggled with. Like I didn't feel the pain of other people, but like now, like when I see like, and being in recovery, like um, I remember it's kind of like a cliche, like a, a recovery cliche, like oh, when you get clean, like you got to buy a suit because you're going to go to a lot of funerals. Yeah. And like, that's true. I've been to a lot of funerals of people my age, like in their 20s and 30s um, over the past few years. And like, I have empathy now. Like, you know, it's something I've been able to gain from like this process. Like you, know, you see like a mom like, yeah. burying your 25 year old son. You're like, that's yeah. crazy. And like, you know, I know like I would imagine they hold a lot of guilt, like thinking like, did I do enough? Did I do too little? Did I do too much? But yeah. like the way I, I look at it uh, from like the perspective of somebody who is like in the shoes of the person who was taking and taking, it's like, I kind of wish they would have cut me off a year before they did, you right. know? Because, like, maybe it would have saved, like, some pain and some some damage I did to myself. But, you know, I look at it, too, and I'm like, like, for me, like, I feel like I needed to do, like, every bad thing that I did. I yeah. needed to do every, like, drug I ever did mm-hmm. to get to where I'm at now. Because, like, yeah. I needed that, like, mountain of pain in my life yeah. to, like, be able to, like, put in, like, consistent work to, like, to not go back there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's not... I don't know if that's true for everybody. Like, I envy the people, and I think it's awesome, people who, like, go to rehab once and, like, oh, you know what? I'm making some bad decisions. Like, I got a DUI or I got, like, you know, whatever, like, a possession charge. Like, I need to change my life, and they do. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I needed to fail 5,000 times. Right. Before I was able to realize, like, maybe maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, So that's interesting. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like... I'm at the point, like, in my life, in my recovery, where it's, like, I don't know, like, my first six months clean is all I thought about. Yeah. It's, like, I just got to make it to the end of the day and not yeah. get high today. Like, I'll go to a meeting. I'll call somebody and talk to them about, like, what I'm, what I'm dealing with. I'll, like, whatever it is. Like, it was just, like, fill my day with things that make me not think about getting high. Right. And now, like, that I've been away from it for a little while, I'm at the point where, like, it's not something I think. I'll go days without thinking about, like, the fact that I used to, like, do stuff like this, that I yeah. used to be homeless, that I used to do this. Because um, I have a very full life now, like which yeah. I directly attribute to like people helping me right. and like being willing to like accept help. That's like yeah. another thing. Like it's hard to accept help from people, you know. Like it is, it's yeah. it's like human nature to be like whatever it is. Like whatever it is you're doing. Like I don't know something like that you struggle with in your life. Like if someone's like, hey, I know better than you, but I'm willing to help you. Your first, my first instinct is be like, oh fuck you, dude. Like yeah. I could do this myself. Absolutely. Um, so, like, so, my life has become, like, really full because I was able to, like, accept the help of others who didn't want anything in return. Right. So, like, I don't think about it on a day-to-day basis. So, it's, like, it's it's weird, but it's cool to, like, be able to sit down and, like, talk about it and, like, remind myself, like, just how fucked up it was. And release it, yeah. Just kind of yeah. accept it for what it was. Yeah, because, like, like I said, it's not, like, part of my... Like, I have, like, a really... Like, I have a great job. Like, I have a, a really supportive and, like, wonderful girlfriend. I have really awesome friends who are doing like cool stuff and like I've been able to like travel and like I'm planning a trip now to like go out of the country next year and like all this like awesome stuff yeah but like when I really like break it down and like have like a moment and like where like I'm with myself and there's no distractions on my phone in my hand I don't I don't have like whatever it is like I really think about like dude I was homeless four four years ago yeah that's crazy to think about you know what I mean and like that's part of like why like I wanted to and like I know um Talk, like, I've mostly been talking for a while, but like, <laughs> I'm I'm just very in, I'm intrigued. I'm just I'm I'm I I just like I don't I almost don't even know what to say. It's just 
I don't want to say amazing. I feel like that almost sounds weird, but in a way, it's just absolutely crazy and also at the same time amazing that you can come from something like that and it is possible to yeah. come out of that. Like, the it worst is. of the worst, like, there's there's nothing that's impossible at that point if you can come from all of that and you made literally the best out of it. Yeah, and, know? like, there's, like, more. Like, for me, like, I keep... Keep on, like, it's more to come. Like, dude, like... Absolutely. I've, like, been able to do a lot over the... Like, and, like... I don't like... I don't want to... I hope this doesn't come off as, like, oh, I've, like, I kicked a kick, addiction's ass. Like, I'm doing all this awesome shit today. Like, like, like I'm bragging about it. Like, I'm just... Because that's not, like, what it is. And, like, I don't feel like I'm better like that, than anybody no. else. I don't think, like, it's 100% not that. Like, I try, I have humility in my life. That's another thing I learned. Like, but, like, I just want people, like, no, like, it's not impossible. And, like, I definitely want to spend, like, our last, like, few minutes talking about, like, a few things. Like, you know, like, I'm not, like, if you met me, like, we met, like, I don't know if it's like a secret, but we're recording this in a li- in a library. But like, <laughs> like I, I was like standing in the lobby, like waiting for you to show up. But like, if you walked in, you wouldn't be like, that looks like a dude who was homeless recently. You know what I mean? Like, you just wouldn't think it. No. Like, and like, so there's definitely like I said, like a stigma, and it's like there's certain things attached to like the idea of like a homeless drug addict, whether yeah. it's like a particular gender or race or like age group or whatever it is that mm-hmm. like you like. If I say to you like homeless drug addict, like what? person pops up in your mind it's probably not me you know it's no, not, not early 30s white guy with glasses <laughs> like from suburban new jersey like yeah. that's not what comes to mind but like that's the reality of it and like that's something like i definitely want to like, stress like it affects everybody like yeah, dude, i it know it doesn't matter who you are like, it like anybody i'm sure you know people like it's like like you like i've met moms like in recovery like who like drink box wine and take xanax and like it yeah. made their life terrible and then yeah. i met like young people like I, you know people as young as like 16 17 like wow. who like who like you know like i just stumbled into like my parents pills and like it ended up with this and now like my life is terrible and i met people just like me right and people who are super different than me right and like the one thing that i think is cool about it is like you have a common bond like with all these people like i could go to like a room full of people who are like like you know in recovery or whatever like struggling or you don't have to be you can have like one day clean you could have 10 minutes clean and like i'm gonna be able to relate to you on like a pretty deep level yeah because like i said like it's about it's not and we don't have to have done the same drugs like maybe like you could be like a 70 year old like asian prostitute who yeah. like did i don't know it's like some random drug i've never tried but like it's not about like the details or right. the actions or this or the consequence it's about like for me, like the feelings that we share, right? And if, I, if I'm like, oh yeah, I would never like sold my body for whatever, like Advil, whatever it is you struggled yeah. with, or like you know whatever it is you were addicted to, right. like I can't tell you whether like this is a drug or not or that. Like you can have a problem with anything, yeah. But like if you, I can't relate to that, but I can relate if like ah, I felt like shame, or I felt guilt, or I felt like loneliness or isolation. Like right. I can relate to that. So like we're gonna be able to connect on some sort of level, and so like. You know, if people are listening, they're like, well, you know, no one's going to get me. No one's going to understand, like, if I seek out help from other people who who are dealing with the same problem. Like, I can... There's a few, like, very few things that I feel like are guaranteed in addiction and recovery. But, like, that's one thing I can guarantee. Like, you will find people who can relate to you, who have been through the same things you have. No matter, like, how absurd it is, like, you will find somebody who's been through something similar... And if the, in in that 
direct vicinity, there's nobody who's been through something similar, one of those people will at least be able to point you in the direction of somebody right. who's been through something similar and is willing to help you. Right. And so, like, that's what's awesome. Like, I wish, like, everybody had yeah. that at their disposal. Absolutely. But, like, and I think at least someone to validate your feelings in general. If you, yeah. like you mentioned before, you felt you know, lonely or that no one understood you. And that's really easy to feel. That's not even, that's, that's what I think regardless of any situation, like you said before, there's no way that no one has ever felt like no one understands me at any point. Like you feel like you are alone. It's very easy to feel like, Oh, well, you know, this person seems this way from the outside because you know, that must be how they are. And this is how I feel. And that, that's so obvious or that's so whatever it is. Cause you're so deep in your mind, but it's, mm-hmm. you at least can find somebody that will say, Hey, no, that's okay. Like it's okay to be sad sometimes, or it's okay for you to feel this way because you're not alone. We all feel sad sometimes. Yeah, we yeah. all feel shame or embarrassment or rejection or whatever it is. It's like, we all go through something like that. Even like you said, if the details are not the same, exactly. we've all felt that emotion. We know what that feels like and we can hopefully have enough humility in us to kind of be like, I, I'm there for you. I understand what that means. 100%. Even if, even if I can't solve your issues, like you're not alone. Yeah. And that's important. And it's not always looking for like an answer. Like sometimes it's just looking and like those feelings that like you talked, just talked about, like they're not like exclusive property of people yeah. who struggle with drugs. Like I, that's yeah. like an awesome point you make in that. Like, everybody feels them so like the things that I've learned like in this little bubble of like oh recovery world Mm -hmm. have helped me like in my general interactions like like you at work like strangely enough like I get along with everybody at my job Mm -hmm. like and there are people who are extremely different from me who Mm -hmm. believe fundamentally certain things like in this world that's going on today like things very different than I believe Mm -hmm. but like I've been able to like take people for where they're at and like you know I don't try to, like, force my beliefs on anybody. And, like, I accept people. Like, you know what? You may feel this way. And that's okay. Like, yeah. like I don't... That might not be the way I feel, but, like, that's okay. Like, you're not hurting anybody. You're not, like, against anybody. Like, if you right. personally feel this, like, that's okay. Or, like, even, like, you. Like, when I'm... Like, the first time, like, our brief interaction when I first met you. And, like, I won't reveal where we first met. But, like, I was, like... I judge... You know, you initially judge me. I'm, like, oh, this... You know, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But I'm like, oh, she seems stuck up. Like, she mm-hmm. seems, like, unfriendly and wouldn't want to talk to me. And that's a reflection of, like, two things. It's a reflection of, one, like, at the time, like, my lack of, like, self-worth. Like, feeling like, oh, people don't want to talk to me no matter who they are. And, like, it's a reflection of, like, being judgmental of other people by, like, their appearance or whatever it may be. And, like, mm-hmm. we're not, like, close friends or anything, but I've gotten to know you a little bit since mm-hmm. then. Like, I know that's not the case. Like, that's not the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... You and know. also in the environment we're at, it really takes the worst out of people. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. And for that, I do apologize no, for no, anything that is. No, no, There's no is. apology necessary. But, like, but, certain environments, you have to conduct yeah. yourself in a certain way to be, like, just to get through the day sometimes. Yeah. But, like, you, you've always been very nice to me, so I could, like, definitely nothing need to apologize for. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, that's just natural for people, addicts or not, mm-hmm. to, like, perceive people in a certain way and to, like that dictates their behavior towards mm-hmm. the other person. So, like, um, you know, like, I know you've got to wrap it up, like, in a, in a couple minutes, like, a minute or two, but, like, that's one... Don't feel rushed. Do it. Say what no, you got to no, say. No, like, that, like, it actually kind of, like, comes full circle. Like, you know, like, that's, like, the one thing that, like, made me want to do this. Is like, all right, so you don't know me. Like, you don't have, like, a face attached, you know, whoever's listening to, like, this, but, like, I'm just a person. Like, I could be anybody. Yeah, You know, like, absolutely. I could be anybody, like, your coworker your cousin, like, whatever it is, and, like, I struggled with all this, and, like, I still struggle with this whole slew of things, 
Like, I have these mechanisms and these things that, like, I do to try to make it a little better. Mm-hmm. And, like, hopefully, like, you don't judge me, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't listen to this and be like, oh, fuck that junkie. <laughs> like, he did these things. He stole from his parents. He ended up in jail. He was in a psych ward. He's crazy. I don't want anything to do with him. Like, hopefully I was... make you you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hopefully, like, you know, like, the other stuff I talk about make you realize, oh, this is a human being, you know? Absolutely. And so, like... Like, you know, it kind of, like, applies. Like, you know, you meet somebody, like, you may... You know, like, the homeless dude begging you for $5, like, outside of, like, Quick Check or whatever, like, my initial thought always, like, fuck this guy. Like, get a job. <laughs> and, like, I might not give him $5, but I do have some empathy. Right. And, like, if I have, like, some granola bars left over from lunch, like, I'm going to give him the granola bars. You right. know what I mean? Like, just have, like, understand, like, these people out there, like, in your life who's maybe struggling with addiction, or maybe it's you, like, you have humanity... Yeah. You're a person, like, you're worthwhile of not living that way. Um, and there's, like, a way out. Yeah. And, like, you know, um, there's, like, resources for people. And, like, like, I hope when you post this, like, I can send you some of the links you can Please post. Do. Like, if you yes. just, like, everybody has access to the internet. Whatever, like, you have to go to a library or something. Like, if you just Google, like, people know, like, the, the groups are, like, you group AA. Yeah. NA, Narcotics Anonymous. Like, you can group, um, search, like, your, even local churches, the Salvation Army, whatever. I don't want to endorse any particular thing, but, like, there are so many resources out there. Um, like I said, hopefully, like, you can post, like, my like my own email. Like, you can reach out to me and, like, listen, I'm, like, a person. I'm not a guru. I'm not, like, a therapist. I don't know anything, really. But like, I could probably point you in, like, the direction of, like, hey, man, like, you could at least go to a meeting here. Yeah. And, like, maybe somebody can help you there. Like, if I can't help you myself, like, there's people who can. Right. And, like, so, you know, like, next time, like, you know, like, you see somebody and, like, you judge them and, like, think they're fucked up. Or, like, oh, this guy's a lush or this guy's, like, a pothead or whatever it is. Like, you don't know. Right. You don't know what, like, that person's going through. You don't know, like, their their struggles, like, what they're trying to do to better their life or what they're doing right. to make it worse. Um, and so, like, you know, just think about it. And, like, I've always come off to a lot of people. My friends have told me, like, you come off, like, kind of not mean but I come off a little cold to certain people and like it's something I'm really working on like I want to be like an empathetic helpful kind person but like you know it's not like it's not like boring to me like and it's I, not easy yeah, yeah it's, especially when it's you don't know who you're dealing with there are people who could take advantage of you and that's always really scary too but I think at the basis of it I liked how you said like you know you're you're just a normal person and I think like when you when you look at somebody, you always like you were saying, you have that in, mm-hmm. like that immediate judgment of this person is that person, or you know whatever it is. And it's yeah. there's things that are always deeper than what you realize. It's not just you know at face value that's exactly what it is for that reason. It's always deeper than what you think, and it could be anybody. It could be literally. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It just is what it is. When you when someone is struggling with something it's just because we're human beings it's not yeah. has nothing to do with there's a formula to it and people want to put a formula to it of this person's that way because you know their parents had this issue or whatever it's it's just sheer human nature and the it's more that we life, take yeah. that into account I think the easier it is for us to be nicer to each other even just a little bit more yeah you so know? you know I think I'll close it like with saying this is like First, like, thanks for having me on here. Like, it's thanks been cool to be able. Like, I know I've, like, I talked a lot. And, like, I know, like, no, when, I we, when we press the stop button, I'll be like, hey, was that all right? And you're like, oh, it was really good. But, like, <laughs> whatever. Like, you know what it is? I did what it is. Like, I was able, to, I think, to be, like, true to myself. And I was able to hopefully good. convey, That's like, a message matters. of, like, this is what my life was like, kind of. Like, in the brief, like, time that we had to do it. And, like, 
my life was fucked up and it's less fucked up now and like that's it and um you know and like, you're human above anything else yeah and like so being. is everybody else yes. like that's that's pretty much like what I, wa- I, I wanted to get across like everybody struggles with something yeah it doesn't have to be drugs but like maybe in like the fucked up world that we live in like and like that's no comment on like politics or anything else but like we live in a kind of crazy world like take an extra moment to like mm-hmm. understand like people are going through stuff and like it's life isn't isn't easy so yeah. you know it's been cool I, 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 I hope somebody out there listened to this and, and liked it or hated it um, whatever like it is what it is and um, you know please like if, you, if you're struggling or if you know somebody who's struggling like reach out to me reach out to like resources that you have um, there's so many out there like there's so many people struggling with addiction but there's also like a ton of people who are like working together to like do something about it so like Thank you again. Thank you um, for coming on. Thank you for being honest and transparent. I think that's the best thing that you could do for anybody. If you want to, even if they don't reach out to you, just listening to it. And even, even though if I can't relate to the fact that, you know, you had a drug addiction, I can relate to the fact that, you know, all your emotions of just being like, oh, this person's that or or how you're feeling in the moment. And like, you know, I can relate to that as just being a human with feelings of being like, I have, I have felt that. And I think that. Anybody listening, I think, can relate and maybe take... Hopefully, I've taken a lot away from this, and I don't think... I think that anybody listening would take something away from this. I think it was great, and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to listening to some uh, other people talk about some other stuff, too. Yeah, and you're always welcome to come back on whenever. Thank you. Absolutely. All All right. Thanks, everybody.